we pray? Yes. Okay. Uh, Lord, we just come to you through the blood of Christ um, who saved us, which is what Paul's going to be talking about here. And um, Irv and I just submit to you and we ask you to show us how to be pleasing to you and how to respond correctly. And Lord, we just thank you so very much. And again, I pray for Irv and we hold him up to you and we grab a hold of your robe for his healing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. So Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who is born of a descendant of David, according to the flesh, who was declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, according to the spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith among all the Gentiles for his name's sake, among whom you are also called of Christ. So um, to all who are beloved of God in, Ro in Rome, called as saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Je Jesus Christ. So we've got seven verses here with a natural uh, break at eight. Yeah. So um, he's going to expound on after this, but I think it's important that we look at this right up at the very beginning. All right. So, um, okay. So we read the part in Romans. So let's take a look at this. So Paul, he's also known as Saul of Tarsus, but he was, do you know much about Saul? Paul. Uh, he's the one that crucified the Christians before he, uh, the Lord came to him, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, God, uh, Jesus blinded him for to uh, until someone took him. I can't remember now. But no, you're fine. Did, did you remember that he was also a big time Pharisee? I did. I did. Okay. So he really knew his Bible, and he was a real big Bible scholar. Mm -hmm. um, but the problem that he had, and that's typical in Judaism at that time, and it's called Second Temple Judaism. And at that time, they believed that no person could be God. That would be equivalent yeah. to blasphemy, except the Lord spoke frequently that he was the I am. Remember all of his statements? Yes, I do. Okay, so that caused them to consider him to be blaspheming Christ. Yeah. Okay, so if a man can't be God, then how's he doing all these miracles? They didn't think about reframing their uh, thinking. Mm. And so if we go back to John 3, 16, um, the, didn't the Lord speak to Nicodemus, right? Yeah. He spoke to Nicodemus and he said, hey, um, Nicodemus said, looks like you're from God. And, um, and he said, you, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that mm -hmm. whosoever should um, 
believe in him should not perish, right? Yeah. Okay, so they had no room in their thinking for a God, for God to come. Yeah. And they should have known this to fix sin and death. And that's what Paul is focusing on here is the fact, and he believed that Christ was crucified justly because he was trying to be God, okay? Yeah. And so if he's God, how could somebody be crucified? Yeah. And didn't they even say that to Christ? Hey, why don't you get off the, the yeah. tree? Yeah. Remember yeah. The, 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 okay. So with that established, it's quite remarkable that the one that was persecuting the church in such a, a dramatic fashion is now saved, as you rightly said, in Luke, right? Yeah. Okay, so now we have this person who is a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Now, what's really interesting, Irv, is that our mission, and this is what happens to people, is... Uh, especially in church, 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 churches, and you and I have talked about this. What's my ministry? Am I am I um, uh, am I just a lump of dust in the middle of the um, the ocean of people? Right? How can God use me? Right? Yeah. And how many times have we talked about that? Um, that our job is to minister to the Lord first. He made each one of us, and he doesn't want each one of us to say, we have this great ministry, blah, blah, blah. What he wants is, are we going to be servants of his? You know what I mean? That, and that's what David was, was a servant. Moses was a servant. Abraham yeah. was a servant and friend. And yeah. so now Paul is saying the same thing. He's saying, I'm a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not to the Pharisees not to Judaism, not to anything. He's a servant of Christ first. Yeah. Then the Lord calls him to be an apostle. Now yeah. he's a different kind of apostle. Do you know why he would be in a different kind of apostle? Because he saw Jesus after he was dead. Perfect. So he's, he's the other apostles saw Christ oh, man, alive. And, yeah. he, and when he was raised too, yeah. Yeah. They got to see both, but Christ got to see him, at, or Paul got to see Christ as the, the king of the universe, yeah. right? Yeah. So anyway, it's kind of exciting, um, uh, especially for both you and I to recognize that. Now, here's an interesting thing. Paul knows his mission, and we should know our mission too. And that's, we're set apart and that's a phrase that's used to say in the temple when they would take a vessel, say a gold goblet or whatever they were using, they would set that apart and it would be set apart to be holy. And people can be set apart too, like the priests. Yeah. Um, and the Lord wants us all to be kingdom of priests so that we, um, that, <clears throat> so that we can all serve him. So he's set apart now for the gospel of God. So basically, what is the gospel? What is the gospel? Yeah. Um, uh, talking about God. I mean, 
turning your life over to him and trying to save other people. Um, yes, exactly. And so um, if I was, if I, I always ask people this question, um, what is a, what is a 40 second elevator speech for the gospel? <clears throat> so if you were stuck with somebody in an elevator and they asked you, what's the gospel? We would say something like, well, if you believe in God, so let's assume that you do, um, the, and Adam and Eve were real, are real people, Christ said they were, so they sinned and affected all of us, so we were yeah. born sinners, <clears throat> so um, Christ came as God and man, and therefore took the punishment of our sins on the cross, and we by faith place all of our sin on him, just like they had to do with the two lambs slain every single day and the Passover and the scapegoat. So we place our sins on, on the Lord. We see that he was raised and defeated death for us and that we consciously um, will live with him in a resurrection. That's what he wants. He wants us to reconcile us to himself. So that's how we know we have the gospel. And by the way, I, if you click on here, you probably can't see it on here, but um, it's recording. Um, if I click on the gospel, I added this yesterday. Um, so anybody that goes and clicks on the word gospel will get a, a better understanding of it. And it's kind of interesting because it's good news, but how would the Greeks look at it? And the Greeks would look at it, Irv, this way. They would, if somebody ran up to you with good news, they would raise their hand and say victory. Yeah. So we have victory in Christ. And this is what he means in verse two, when he said, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Isn't that interesting? It is. It is. Mm -hmm. So we have the ability to know that 30% of the Bible is basically prophetic. And it's so accurate, there's no other holy book on the planet like it. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, um, <clears throat> so now we're at number three. It says, <coughs> excuse me, concerning his son who was born of a descendant of David, according to the flesh. So what's really interesting is he's a son of David. And those people who want to follow the Lord, what was really, what do you remember about David as being very significant about what God said about David? Do you yeah, remember? No, not really. But David was, uh, he's, he wrote the Psalms, right? Yep. Yeah. He, wrote, he wrote the Psalms and God said about him, that he's a man after my own heart. And so what is a man after his own heart? What is a man after Jesus, or God's heart? Yep. A holy, a very holy man. Right. Uh, well, to, uh, serve God. That's exactly right. And 
um, what was one of the indications that the Lord was a son um, of, <clears throat> in Judaism, a son was always concerned about the inheritance of his, of his father. So let me see something. Um, um, I think it's 24. Oh, okay. Well, um, oh, it's 1324. Okay. So what's really interesting is this is what the Lord added um, about King David. Uh, let's see. Number 24. Okay. Number 22, it says, and he had removed him. He raised up David to be their king concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do my will. Yeah, okay. And what did Christ say? I come to do the will of my father. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. interesting? It is, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I find it interesting that uh, David his parents threw him away pretty much and they dis despised him because Jesus picked him over all the other brothers and uh, they had thrown him away pretty much. So, yep. And uh, you're exactly right about that. But isn't it interesting how the, how the Lord says he's born of a descendant of David through the flesh. Now the yeah. Holy spirit may be saying to us through the flesh means that, he was born of this virgin birth. And you know, what's interesting about the virgin birth earth is that um, how does, how does one, or how, what, what is God doing there? Why is he showing, showing a virgin birth? Do you have any idea about that? So it's pure. It's what? Pure. In pure. what way? And that's right. But in what way? In what way? She has never been touched by mankind like that. And, right. Uh, the, yeah. the woman was, for sure. Yeah. But what's really cool is the egg, in order to, to be, to, for us to be sinful, he has to have a sperm. Yeah. So with no sperm and with, with um, God's creative power, he be, became 100% man and 100% God. Wow. Which is a, what? I never thought about it that way. Well, yeah. And, and the thing is, is that because of the classes that I was taking, that I'm taking in seminary, um, that's a discussion topic that we had. Mm. And it was, um, it was made very clear. And so what's exciting to me is that, remember, you and I've said before that um, Adam and Eve sin needed to yep. be fixed. And, and Adam was sinless when he sinned. Yeah. Remember that in the garden? Yes. Yep. And so God, and only God is sinless, correct? Yeah. So him coming um, and then pairing with um, the egg made 100% man and 100% God. And so Until when he, sin. go ahead, you were going to say? Adam and Eve was 100% pure until they sinned. Correct. They were just like Jesus at some point until they sinned. Exactly. 
And so the cool part is he's 100% God and he's 100% man. And by, and by being able to go on the cross, he could fix Adam's sin. And that's why Paul says he's second Adam. Um, And he could fix our sin and any future sins. Okay. Yeah. See that? Yeah. That's, you know, I never, I never thought about Adam and Eve being that pure like that. You know, uh, they were 100% God and 100% man. Yeah. Until they sinned. That's exactly right. In the, uh, their own decision to sin. He gave that's them exactly, that. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. Yep. And so by them being sinless um, and God coming, I mean, he took the worst possible death with torture, with rejection by his family, um, rejection by his own people and his brothers. His yeah. own creation rejected him, brutalized him, and he didn't stop it because he knew that his blood would take care of the sin and and once and for all. It's, the word correctly is called propitiation, meaning okay. it's over with. That's why Christ said it's finished on the cross. No, oh, there's nothing. Up. Wasn't that his last words? It is finished? Yep. So, yeah. You know, uh, speaking of it this way, uh, Paul was like Christ in a way because he got crucified for things that he believed in and he would not give up. He would not say different. He took the torture. Yep. So yeah. Yep. And it and if you follow his life, there's a whole bunch of parallels. Yeah. Whole bunch of them. But you're exactly correct. And then um so one of the questions I always ask well you and I have talked about this, but one of the questions is um, if, oh, I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it'll probably come to me, but yeah. so he's a descendant according to David of the flesh. Plus he kept saying that, um, to his disciples, I've come to do the will of my father. Yeah. Well, David did that too, didn't he? Yeah. He failed though. David failed, but Christ did not fail. Well, uh, David failed, but uh, Christ was, I think, a little bit different. Christ, he was of God. I mean, God, he was the perfect. David was not. Right. So, yeah. Uh, But at, at the same time, you think about it, David gave up on God for a long time. Where? Then. Where did he he made uh, adultery uh, and all that, but he came back to God and begged his forgiveness and God did that. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. So here's an interesting thing. So in the Garden of Eden, Mm -hmm. what was the sin that Adam and Eve committed what was it? What uh, was it? Didn't follow God's instructions. He said, do not eat of this tree. It's the only sin, only thing he told them not to do. And he, they did it. And what did, what caused them to disobey God's word? Satan. 
and how how what did he say to um, the Adam and Eve to get them to do that? I don't know. I've never Remember? read that. Remember, does God really say you're going to die? Not really. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he. That's what Satan said to him. To them was well. She because Eve said, "Well, if you eat of this, you'll die." And then Satan said, well, "Does that remember?" Yeah, they. Yep. Did. He said. Mm-hmm. So, what was their sin, though? What was their sin? They didn't listen to God. They didn't listen to God because they they no longer believed God's word. Yeah. But, See? Yeah. It was unbelief. Yeah. Well, they did die in a way, you know, it says, if you eat of this tree, you will die. And they really did die in a way. They lost their purity. They lost their, you know what I mean? Yep. And their, their bodies were made to live for eternal, um, for eternity. And that's why we're looking forward to new bodies so that we can, we're, we're not just going to be in heaven. We're going to be down back on the earth too. Yeah. You know, I'm coming, I'm in this at the very beginning of my cancer stage at this point, but uh, I'm looking forward to that new body so I don't have to have all this in me anymore. And, uh, I, exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's uh, and to look forward to. And we still want you here. Yeah, but God may want me more. Yeah, so, that's true. And he trumps you. <laughs> well, I'll be hanging on to your toe. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pull you up there sooner or later. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting the way that Paul is shaping this up for the Romans, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So he's writing to the Roman Christians, and he's also writing to um, uh, his uh, brethren, um, his 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 brothers in Christ. Now, the interesting thing is we'll have to, um, uh, next study, we'll have to look at the history of and when this was written about. Okay. Okay. And we'll do that in the MacArthur Bible, which you, which we have. We've got, because yep. yeah. the first page of that shows um, the history of it. Okay. All right. So. Um, I think I read that, the MacArthur part of that. Yeah. I can't so remember much of it, but yeah. Right. So we knew that God, that, that the Lord Jesus Christ was there to do the will of his father. Mm-hmm. King David was doing the will of the father and yeah. the Holy Spirit's letting us know th- that he came through the flesh of King David, which is a really powerful thing because we can be all about doing the will of the father too. Yeah. All we have to do is just pray and ask him. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I've been saying that all along that all I have to do is pray and be honest with God and anything can happen. So, yeah, exactly. So just for me and you, let's just pray right now and, okay. and ask to be sons that that are concerned about God's inheritance. Well, I'll just pray. How's that? Mm-hmm. And then you can pray, too. Lord, okay. um we just open up our hearts to you and we ask you to search our hearts like King, like King David asked in Psalm 51 to search our hearts at, um, to find out any type of sin that may be in our life. You have our permission. And the second thing is we would really like you to um, 
help us with um, being sons that um, will do your will. And so, Lord, that's what we ask today is to be about the gospel, to share the gospel and um, and know that what the gospel is, is you dying on the cross for us um, because you were fully man and fully God. And you could take all of our sin and wipe them away. And we believe that it says in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And Lord, we accept that. And thank you for that. And if anybody else is listening and they haven't done that yet, they should do that right now. And let it, let Irv and I know if you've done that. And Irv, would you like to pray? Yeah, I would. Um, Lord, thank you so much for getting us together today. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, I lift my world up to you. Uh, I can't do this alone. And I know you can help me through this. Uh, if I just have faith in you, uh, this will be good. I mean, you've walked me through so much in the last couple of years. Uh, just take a hold of my hand, Lord Jesus, and lead me on. Lead me the way. Show me what I need to do and forgive me of all my sins. Like it says in John three sixteen, <clears throat> for you love this world so much that you gave your son for our sins and that's unfathomable for me. I have three sons. I, I don't think I could give one up. The love that you had for us is unquestionable. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's really good, Irv. That was great. And if anybody that's watching, um, if this we have this go live, the interesting thing to me is um, you just got word that your tumors are in different parts of your body and you're yeah. looking to go into chemotherapy. So yeah. we're, we'll, we're going to all be praying for you. Yeah, that's what I need right now. More, the more prayer, the better. Uh, you know, uh, all the people that are saying, well, we'll pray for you, we'll pray for you. And it's just like when I was saved at your doorstep. Uh, you kept saying, I will pray for you. And sooner or later, you wore me out. <laughs> you wore, <laughs> and I was saved at your doorstep and you brought me to Christ. So, yeah. Well, I'll, um, I'll give you one little differ. Remember, the story was when you were sitting at the table, you had this overwhelming feeling of doom. Yes. And the thought came, come, come over to my house. Yeah. So. And I came over that same day and I, I don't, I, I don't even, I, I can't even remember if you were busy or not, but you gave up, you just walked out on the porch, like left everything sit and come out to the porch and help me accept Christ that day. So, yeah. Well, and it's been a blast because you've been really fun to work with. No, I and met a great friend. And it's true. And I consider you one of my bestest friends. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not. I know. There's some. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pain in the butt sometimes, but I'll deal with yeah. that. <laughs> you see those chickens back there? I can sit yep. them on you. <laughs> All right, Rick. I got to go get my mother-in-law here in a little bit. Okay. Well, I listen. I just wanted to tell you you're loved. All right. Thank you. And we have to do this next week. All okay. Right? Good. Yeah. In a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Love you. Bye.